Folks, thanks for joining us on this episode of Lore Seekers. The episode's going to be a little bit different this week because our good friend Jibs caught the Kanahattan flu. So he is laid up on antibiotics and trying to get better. He is getting better by the minute. But this week it was a little bit too much for, for us to try and put together a full show. So instead, we're doing something a little bit different. We're going to be live streaming our first lore lesson. And if you're live in the chat, then welcome and thank you for being here. And if you're getting this as a podcast download for the week, then thank you for joining us. Today we're going to be covering the five-year war. This is a very interesting time in Elder Scrolls. And actually, the five-year war ends up happening later than our timeline in the Elder Scrolls Online. So let's get into it. What began as a small border dispute between the two provinces of Elsewhere and Valenwood quickly escalated into a major conflict. In the early part of the Third Era, this took place. Of course, each side has a differing opinion of who started the conflict and actually when it transpired. But there was no doubt that both sides were at bloody odds. The Bosmer claim it began in the Third Era, year 394, as a result of Kachidi bandits attacking wood caravans headed to the province of Valenwood. Basically what happened is the Khajiit were sending teams of people in to take the wood from the trees of Valenwood. And we all know what the Bosmer feel about wood being taken from their home. They're completely against it. Most of the Wood Elves follow something called the Green Pact. And basically the Green Pact says that the Bosmer will have the protection of the Divines, Ifray to be exact, as long as they do not harm the forest and they do their part to protect the forest. And they did. Also, anybody that comes into the forest and attacks it the way that the Khajiit were doing by stealing the wood was not very well taken from the Bosmer. So the Bosmer claimed that it began about third era, year 394, when those caravans started coming in and stealing wood from Valenwood. But the Khajiit have a different story. They say that the war began a year later when the Bosmer, because of what happened with the wood, ruthlessly attacked the elsewhere capital city of Torval as retaliation for the bandit raids. Despite its origins, the conflict would rage on for nearly five years, actually four years and nine months, but because of its close proximity to five years, the conflict earned the title the Five-Year War. At the culmination of the war, the Khajiiti soldiers of elsewhere ultimately defeated the Bosmer and took control of a strip of territory along the banks of the Zylo River, expanding the reach of elsewhere. Now let's talk about some pivotal battles of the Five-Year War. Many battles took place during the span of the Five-Year War, and it really shaped the Bard's tales of the conflict for the history books. The first which we've already mentioned, is the slaughter of Torval. In the Third Era, year 395, 
the Wood Elves of Valenwood launched an attack on the Khajiiti capital of Torval and mercilessly killed over 1,000 citizens. 1,000 Khajiit lost their lives. Now, they were eventually driven off by reinforcements from a nearby Khajiiti tribe who heard the call and rendered aid. But the Khajiit considered this attack to be the powder keg that began the war. The next battle was known as the Battle of Zelenin. Prior to this battle, the Khajiit had employed several Nords as war advisors. Probably a pretty good choice, and the Nords are pretty dialed in when it comes to war. The issue was that the Nords adamantly suggested that Khajiit soldiers wear heavy armor into battle. Many of them look like just the screen that you're looking at right now, Khajiit in heavy armor, which they were not used to. The Khajiit did not have much skill with heavy armor. They were used to light or medium. So they were heavily restricted in their movements and they subsequently lost the battle. Now you can imagine a very cumbersome Khajiit against a very agile and deft Bosmer. The Bosmer were able to exploit the hindered and clumsy Khajiit, find their weaknesses, and they proved victorious in the battle. As a result, the Khajiiti leadership decided to exclusively employ the use of medium armor instead and unemploy the Nord advisors, giving both protection and mobility to the soldiers. The next battle was known as the Heart of Anakina. This battle, occurring not long after the Khajiiti defeat at Zelenin, was considered to be a pivotal turning point in the Five-Year War. Having dismissed the services of the Nords after receiving the bad advice on war armor that they were to utilize, the Khajiiti soldiers finally raced into battle with their more traditional medium armor, which they felt much more comfortable in. Here's our first fun fact. After the Khajiiti victory at the heart of Anakina, a Khajiiti tapestry maker by the name of Cherim created a famous tapestry depicting the conflict. The famous tapestry was so detailed that the faces of 120 Bosmer archers could be differentiated from one another in the tapestry, each showing fear at the approach of the Khajiiti army. With depictions of battle cats looming on the hills ready to pounce, Cherim caught nearly every detail imaginable in his tapestry because he himself was there as a Khajiiti foot soldier. Cherim went on to own four separate tapestry factories located throughout elsewhere, and many of his very famous original works fetched stellar prices. If you want to learn more about Cherim's creations, there is a lore book. It's called Interviews with Tapestrists, Volume 18, Cherim's Heart of Akina, by Livilus Paris, who's a professor at the Imperial University. The next battle is the Battle at Fort Sphinxmoth. Some of you might remember from our storyline that Jibs and I went through the quest line at Fort Sphinxmoth in Reaper's March some time ago. 
It's located near the city of Dune in northern elsewhere. But this battle occurred not far from the fort. It wasn't at the fort itself. It was close to the fort. The Khajidi army, although severely outnumbered, bested the attacking Bosmer troops once again by the use of very unconventional warfare. Now, what kind of warfare were they using? Well, if you jump into the wormholes of the internet when you're looking for lore, you can find many things. And I was able to find just what this unconventional warfare was. In the lore book, by the name of Mixed Unit Tactics, by Codus Calanus. The fort lookout, the person who was overseeing the fort at the time, was actually able to witness the battle. And the way that he describes it, his observations of the battle tactics of both Khajiit and Bosmer for forces is pretty interesting in this book. As he describes it, the Khajiit cleverly sent teams of tree cutters to the outskirts of Valenwood's forest prior to the beginning of the battle. Once the Bosmeri troops caught wind, of, caught wind of their trees in the forest being felled, the Bosmer commanders dispatched units of archers to respond to the area, thus splitting the Bosmer fighting force. So the Khajiit were smart. They actually sent teams into the trees in Valenwood over the border and started to cut the trees down. Once the Bosmer found out what was happening, the commander had no choice but to split his army. Pretty interesting. Now, with his forces split, the Bosmer tree defenders perched themselves high in the trees. And there were some losses on the Khajiit side. The first volleys of Bosmer arrows killed a bunch of them. But the Khajiit soon took refuge, as planned, under large wooden shields and fallen trees on the ground where the archers would not reach them. Eventually, the Bosmer archers were drawn to the ground, just as the Khajiit had planned. They left their shooting perches high in the trees, descended to the ground level to engage the Khajiit. Upon their approach to the bunkered Khajiit, a Khajiit soldier signaled an attack by playing on a native Khajiiti instrument by plucking metal bars. This alerted teams of Khajiit who were hiding. These were the Ohms and the Ohms Rot, uh, those type of Khajiit. It alerted them to emerge from their covered holes in the ground and they attacked the archers from behind, killing them all. There were some that remained in the trees and they were attacked simultaneously by a group of the more agile tree-dwelling Khajiit known as the Dagi and the Dagi Rot. Now these were a little bit more uh, magic-focused Khajiit and they were able to use illusion magic to hide. And they kept moving right through the trees and they attacked the remaining Bosmer in the trees. Pretty smart. So the Khajiit are pretty darn good on the battlefield. And in this particular battle, that is what their unconventional warfare was all about. Here's another fun fact. During this conflict, the tree hopping conflict, 
the author of Mixed Unit Tactics, also recalled seeing small, ordinary felines amongst the larger Khajiit. Now, as you know, if you followed our former lore lessons, these cats are Khajiit, and they are known as the Alfiq. We will be seeing them in the upcoming release of Elsewhere. They were described by the author of Mixed Unit Tactics as spellcasters, and also by Bosmeri soldiers. They called them spellcasters because they were both alike very surprised that there were small cats casting spells. Except the author himself could not quite believe that an ordinary house cat could, ca could cast a magical spell. The next battle was the Sack of Athay. In the Third Era, year 397, a truce was made between the Bosmer and the Khajiit. The Khajiit, although they agreed to the truce, dismissed the truce and betrayed the Bosmer. They crossed the Zylo River and they attacked the Bosmer on their own land, on their own borders. The Khajiit took aim at the village of Athay, where they burned the harbor and left very few survivors. They continued on and destroyed the nearby village of Granos. Speaking of Khajiit. The Vendisi Wild Hunt is the next battle. And when I say Wild Hunt, it might trigger something in some of your memories about the Bosmer. And we will certainly talk about what happens. Because it's pretty gnarly. <laughs> the third area, year 397, a little bit after the sack of the Thay, the Bosmer were desperate. Due to the unexpected breaking of the truce and the subsequent sacking of multiple settlements in Valenwood, the Bosmer had taken refuge at the ancient hamlet of Vindisi. In a last-ditch effort, the Bosmer summoned a wild hunt that would completely destroy the attacking Khajiit. As uncontrollable as a wild hunt may be, it turned on itself at the completion after the Khajiit were defeated. And once it turned on itself, it ended in a violent, cannibalistic orgy. I don't write this stuff, my friends, and I said WTF too. Let's talk a little bit about the Wild Hunt in the next fun fact. The Wild Hunt is a magical trait innate to all Bosmer. It is born of a collective ritual performed by Bosmer, causing them to shapeshift into a horde of feral, supernatural beasts. The beasts will slay and devour everything in their path as they shapeshift from one beast to another. Once all of their targets are destroyed, the horde turns upon itself, ending in a twisted, murderous, flesh-eating sex party. I say again, WTF. Okay, that was dark. So we're going to end our lore lesson on a funny note. During the midst of, a five -year, of the five-year war, a book was in the making. I know you've seen the book. It's out there. The name of the book is A Dance in Fire, and it's written by Wahin Jarth. Allow me to set the stage for you. 
There's a lot of reading in this book. So let me summarize this part for you. In chapter three, a clerk was adventuring in Valenwood during the Five-Year War, and he became caught up in the conflict with his companion, Decimus Scotty. They met up and were routed by a Kajidi archer unit right outside of the settlement of Athay, which we just, if you'll remember, we just talked about Athay being attacked and raised by the Kajit. So Wahin and Decimus ended up running from the Kajit and escaped down the river where the following ensued. And I quote, Ahead of him was a rocky island with a bonfire. He did not know if there were, if he did not know if he was intruding on a party of Bosmeri or Kajit, only that he could swim no more. With straining, aching muscles, he pulled himself onto the rocks. They were Bosmer refugees, he gathered, even before they told him. Roasting over the fire was the remains of one of the giant cats that had been stalking them through the jungle on the opposite shore. Sench tiger said one of the young warriors ravenously. It's no animal. It's as smart as any Cathay Rot or Ohms and any other bleeding Khajiit. Pity this one drowned. I would have likely killed it. You'll like the meat, though. Sweet. From all the sugar these asses eat. Unquote. I thought that was a pretty good one to end on because it talks a little bit about the moon sugar that the uh, Khajiit eat. But... I learned a lot about the Five-Year War in this lore lesson. Um, I'd heard about it. We had covered a little bit about it. But it's very interesting, the history that the Khajiit have with the Bosmer. I hope you've enjoyed this lore lesson on the Five-Year War. As you know, these lore lessons are always posted on our website at loreseekerspodcast.com in text format if you want to read them. And we continue with a lore lesson every single episode. Next week, we will have a very packed, very special episode when Jibs is better. And we will see you then. Thank you very much and have a great week. Safe travels, friends.